Hello and welcome to this, the sixth Film Hub NI podcast. KFT 50 is sadly over and we've seen Wanda Feminist Film Festival and the Full Moon Festival in Newcastle Community Cinema waft off into the distance. And it's been a wonderful uh, month of film and film audiences across Northern Ireland. And hard on the heels of that comes the 31st Foil Film Festival. Um, yes, since 1987, Foil has been bringing the best of local and independent films to audiences across the Northwest. And we're delighted. Hot foot off the maiden flyer. Uh, or maybe a drove. I don't know. <laughs> the gold liner. <laughs> the gold liner. No better boss. Uh, is Martin Bradley, who I'm reliably told here is Derry's number one film critic. Well, Sarah has told me that I'm Derry's number one <laughs> film critic and I will accept the honour. You wear the crown now. <laughs> I will wear it. Well, thank you very much for coming in today to talk about mm-hmm. Foil. Uh, what's your invo- involvement with the festival, Martin? Well, I'm a volunteer with the, and have been for many years. I was chairman of the jury for a number of ah, years. Okay. Uh, part of that... that um, uh, part of the the selection committee, mm-hmm. selecting short films and that type of thing. You know, uh-huh. uh, basically doing the hard grind uh-huh. over the summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, watching hundreds of films. Uh, that's it. Uh-huh. That's it. So that's that's my involvement. You so know. you've you've paid your dues. You've earned your stripes and all that. I think I have. Yeah. I think I have. Fair play. Well, look, this year's festival, um, as I mentioned, is the thirty first. So it's mm-hmm. uh, so it's great. Uh, you had a great celebration last year. We did. Um, but this year's. Uh, theme is voices, mm-hmm. uh, which is an interesting choice. Uh, you know, in, in these times, is there what's the thinking behind that? Um, I think it's because looking at some of the the films that come out, and um, which maybe would drive your theme for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking actually closely at the Lonely Battle of Thomas Reed. Indeed. There's a documentary yep. which uh, gives voice to stories that uh, that people might not really know about, mm-hmm. particularly here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've been doing well in some of the film festivals in the, in the South yep. um, because obviously there's a, there's a lot of local interest in that. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea behind it is just to... Uh, Give a voice to the, the the people who might not be able to get the story out. You know, we've got uh, Vanessa Redgrave coming across this year and um, she has made a documentary about mm-hmm. the trials, tribulations of the uh, refugees. Mm-hmm. You know, so trying to get their story out, yeah. uh, trying to get the story out, and particularly for a lot of maybe smaller independent filmmakers, mm-hmm. you know, who see this as a way of getting... Um, their work shown to a wider public, yeah. and particularly when the uh, the festival has the Oscar affiliation, yeah, of course. That yeah. means that if you're entering your obviously, you know, if mm. you're entering your your short or your animation or whatever, there's a possibility that if it goes well, if it if it wins, mm. there's always that opening. Well, for greater glory. It's interesting yeah. in the program. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the Oscar affiliation mm-hmm. uh, is well known, obviously, in the industry, but mm-hmm. not necessarily in the in the wider public. In in the sense that, uh, yeah, if you if you put something into the into the Foil Film Festival, it can go all the way. And actually, the list of people who have gone all the way is quite. You know, there's people like Michael Lennox, for example, mm-hmm. who's now you know doing Derry Girls and Bill right. Graham. His film was mm-hmm. uh, was originally in Foil and then and then ended up being nominated. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure, for example, too. That's yeah. right, yeah. of course. Which one? Which, which, George won it. That's which right. one? You know. Um, Last year, the Silent Child. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, although it didn't actually win, it was a very, very close, a very close second right, to okay. the film that did win. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, it had BAFTA success That's right, and yeah, yeah. nominated for the Oscar mm-hmm. and won the Oscar. I think so. I can't remember. I, I, can't I, remember. I think I never watched the Oscars. <coughs> I should really pay more attention. Well, funny. 
when I do, I don't sit up and watch the Oscars, yeah, yeah. but when uh, when I do tune in, mm-hmm. it's the shorts that I'm interested oh, in. That's interesting. Uh, what I mean, you've, obviously, you've watched a lot of shorts uh, in your time with the four. <laughs> I mean, what, what what does a festival look for in a short? Well, what I would look for mm-hmm. in a short yeah, sorry. Yeah. is um, somebody telling me a story. Um, somebody who gets into the story, tells the story, and gets out of the story. Mm-hmm with a, a suitable conclusion very, very quickly. Mm. You know, the, the maximum length for a short film is 40 minutes, mm-hmm. according to the Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I would have that cut a way, way down. Mm-hmm. I would have a maximum length of something like, say, 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, 10 minutes even. Mm-hmm. You should be able to get in and tell your story in that length of time. And then get out. And then get out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I look for. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you have to look at the, the technical side of it and, the, the say, the actors, the performance and all of that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, that, it's the ability to, you know, capture your audience mm-hmm. straight away, tell the story, and leave your mm-hmm. audience with something that they can hold on to, mm-hmm. some sort of emotional tie to the film. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. could be like a twist at the end of it. I always think of it like a short story. Mm-hmm. I think back to one of my favorite short story authors is O. Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The I know, writer. The American yeah. writer. And a lot of his stuff, <clears throat> you know, there's that sort of twist at the end. You know, mm-hmm. if you think back to The Gift of the Magi, coming up to Christmas uh, and so no, on. We, do you we, know we that... We twi- Christmas very early there, but we'll let <laughs> Well, no, but you, that, you yes. know... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, something funny, I've been caught up in... Christmas recently, and mm-hmm. and I, I keep forgetting it's, it's halfway through November. Yeah. I keep thinking next week will be Christmas. No, it's Day. not even December yet. No, but if you if, but if you do think of that mm-hmm. story and think of that lovely twist on it, you know, where it's a sort of bittersweet element to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need an emotional involvement with the film, and you need to care about the people in it. But at the same time, the filmmaker needs to realise it's a short film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned Vanessa Redgrave there, yes. and uh, Foyle has a, a great history of attracting sort of film royalty over um, to the festival. Mm-hmm. You did Richard E. Grant last year. Richard E. Grant, a gentleman, we had dinner with him Lovely. before he, he he went in to introduce the film mm-hmm. with Neil and I. And he turned out to be a really entertaining man, you mm-hmm. know, really interested in what we were doing, what mm-hmm. the festival was doing. And just chatting to the people around the dinner table, mm-hmm. you know. So when you get people like that, and you, obviously we don't get the chance to meet them as often as we would like. No, yeah. But when you do get the chance, you find that by and large, you know, most of them. There was so there was one person who was really grumpy, and I love well, mentioning. Tell, I will not. Oh, <laughs> I will tell you off air. Our lawyers are listening. I'll tell you off air. Right. But by and large, most of them are really, really nice, you know, mm. and really they want to talk to you and they want to explain and they will listen to your story. Yeah, of course. But <clears throat> I'm looking forward to Vanessa Redgrave this year because mm. you know I always had a great deal of affection mm. for herself as as an actress. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved the work that she did. You know, Julia, for example, she won mm. the Oscar. Oh, just, a mar- right, yeah. just a marvellous film. Mm. She's a great person, great actor. And um, despite her age, mm. she's still working now. And yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the documentary she directed this mm. year, I think it's her first time as a director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at you this know? age. Right? I think it is. I. Well, Can you imagine it being 80 and directing a film? It's very yeah. interesting. <clears throat> like, she's always been, you're talking about voices and things mm-hmm. like that. She's always been an activist as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and been in, involved in some very interesting political mm-hmm. organizations in her time. Herself but, but and her, her brother. But her ability to uh, see, see film as a, as, a, as a political tool is, you know, it's. it's 
getting rarer, but it's interesting that she's still doing that at her age. She's still working. She's still, yes, you know. yes. She's one of the few, I imagine, um, that cross that, you know, cross that divide from the mid-60s when there was a lot of... Uh, Political element in films, mm, mm-hmm. you know, and she carried that. She carried that with her, yeah, right to now, you know. And if you think of people, I suppose who would be Spike Lee? Maybe would mm. be well, Jane Fonda. I suppose is still uh, Jane Fonda yeah, still out there. Aye, yeah. but that's sure about Jane, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I think of, I saw her in the the book club, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought, oh no, I didn't like her at all. I didn't like her. <laughs> she <laughs> sold out. What she? Uh, what? What is Vanessa going to do when she's up? In, in Vanessa is presenting her uh, documentary, yes, uh-huh. which is a uh, uh, sea crossing, mm-hmm. and she's doing a Q and A with that. And then on the, f- she's presenting the the Light and Motion Awards. Ah, right, okay. On the the closing night. Mm-hmm. Now the Light and Motion Awards are for the international shorts, Irish shorts, uh, animation. Mm-hmm. So and they they've been very very popular over mm-hmm. the years. You know we get I don't know how many films we get to look through, but uh, she's presenting those on the night. Mm-hmm. And the 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 closing film is the kindergarten teacher. That's right. Yeah, with, with uh, Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. Gyllenhaal. And uh, that's gonna be a fascinating one. I think I've, that I've, I've I, seen the trailer. It, it yes, looks amazing. Yes, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to it. I like Maggie. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like her as I like her as an actor, mm-hmm. and just the idea of the story. You know the kindergarten teacher discovering mm-hmm. the wee boy who's a, genius, a poetic yeah. genius. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, out of the blue. And funny, I was talking to my granddaughter last night on the phone. She's at university in Edinburgh, and you know, loves poetry and literature. And I mentioned the film. Now, she mm-hmm. would always have gone to the, the festival with mm-hmm. myself and my wife. You know, mm-hmm. and this I said to her, "You're missing it this year, you know, and you're missing Vanessa again." <laughs> You know, and you can hear it in her voice, you know. But when I told her about the kindergarten teacher, mm. she was really, really. Ah, she said she would love to have seen that. Yeah, yeah, no, mm. absolutely. It's a, it's a great film to close it with as well. Oh, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Really heartwarming film. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, it's a fantastic program. Um, who puts the program together? The program is put together by a team led by Bernie McLaughlin, mm-hmm. and uh, Bernie is very, very hardworking. She's she is. Uh, oh, she she is. absolutely. We can, we can vouch for that. Well, I got an email from her on um, Saturday mentioning this, and uh, I had to look at the time to see when she sent it. 4 a.m. <laughs> so Bernie was up in the middle of the night working, uh, but she has she has a great eye for a film, and and for maybe getting a group of films together that'll work, you know, yeah. work some sort of a theme around, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and even and she comes up with ideas like um, say. The breakfast showings, the breakfast screens that are in this. We show classic films, uh, 11, 11 o'clock on a Sunday you morning. Get a cup of coffee and, and a you get a cup of coffee, Lovely. a cup of coffee and a croissant. Not oh. even a bonnet croissant. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, and there are always films that you say, I would like to sit down mm-hmm. and see that. If I, if I say, come on TV or whatever. It's one that you always make time to sit down and watch. Yeah. You know, Tiffany's Bre- uh, Sabrina this yeah, year, yeah, yeah, for yeah. example. Uh-huh. You know, um, Although I think this is a bit early too. It's mm. a wonderful life. It's been shown. It's too early. No, no, I'm going to wait for that. Um, <laughs> and one of my all-time favourite comedy films, The Odd Couple. Oh yeah, with mm. uh, well, of course, Neil Simon died. He oh, did recently. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. He did, and it's yeah. Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. Fantastic. And the repartee between the two of them, though, the, the writing in that is just fantastic. Mm. One of the things I really against my 
you know, going to review films for Radio Foil is um, a lot of modern comedies, you know, are so terribly badly put together. Mm-hmm. The writing, the script, everything about them is just it's thrown together. You know, mm-hmm. they go for the lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look back to somebody like Neil Simon, how he, he crafted that script. Yeah. He, you know, and he worked on it so well and the characters in it, full of actors, you mm. know, no stand-up comedians. You get a lot of stand-up comedians now drifting on the film because yeah, no, that's true, yeah. they think they can do it. In reality, they can't. Mm. Yeah. But when you have people of the calibre of Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, with that perfect script, mm. you know, and a terrific story. Now, it's of its time, obviously, yeah, in the 60s, but it's just a fantastic piece of work. So you have that, and you can picture drifting out that and getting handed a cup of coffee and a croissant. Sounds very, great. Very relaxed. <laughs> you know, everybody should be there. <laughs> um, uh, we were going to ask about your, your personal choices um, for this year's festival. Is there any ones you picked out particularly? Well, a funny one that I picked out, uh, and I read the, the premise of it. It's a film called Shoplifters. Uh-huh, yep. It's a Japanese film, and it won the Palm Door. Mm-hmm. And I spotted it. Not that it was a can, but <laughs> look at it. Years. Otherwise, otherwise, so it, this this won the the Palm Door, mm-hmm. yeah. And I thought to myself, that sounds really interesting. You know, would you get the chance to see it? Mm-hmm. Is the yeah. obvious next question. And mm-hmm. uh, it's the story of uh, a family mm-hmm. who are uh, a criminal family, really. You know, mm-hmm. but they they struggle to survive, and they survive by shoplifting. Mm-hmm. And back coming back one day from one of the jobs, the father. Spots this girl, we girl sitting cold, hungry, crying, mm-hmm. and they take her in, mm-hmm. and they take her, in, and she becomes you know part of their family nearly. And then one day the the son's watching the TV, and he says, "There she is on the TV." Right, okay. Because she went missing from an affluent family, mm-hmm. and they had put out this appeal to see where she was. But the wee girl, that's the story now where right, okay. what is a family? Yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. what. Determines a family? Mm-hmm. Is it your because you're born to somebody, or because the people who bring you up, or is it because the people love people you, care for you, people care for you? Yeah, yeah. So it's that element of mm-hmm. it, you know. So that would be one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apart from the obvious things, you know, the opening fun, the closing, yeah, fun, of course, of course, that and <clears throat> another one. I'm just going to flick through here. A film that I love and always, you know, <sighs> makes me feel very emotional. Really, you know, Dumbo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dumbo's sitting in there and it's a special event they're running for um, Bernie tries to make this as wide as possible you mm-hmm. see and what they've done is they've taken two films Bambi and Dumbo mm-hmm. and they, w- they will show them and when you go and watch the film there's a visit from Santa mm-hmm. involved oh, to cheer mm-hmm. all the crying children up from the trauma of Bambi <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah, this is good. the thing this is the thing <laughs> I hope she realises there's plenty of tissues about, you know, well, losing their mammy. Walt Disney is kind of the anti-Santa, really, isn't he? You know? I don't know about that. No, but Dumbo is just, you know, I know it's been remade. It's called uh, live the, action next, next year. The is live it? action. It is, mm-hmm. I. Yeah. Tim, Tim Burton. Well, that's what I thought, too. Mm, that's what I thought. I to me, it's a perfect piece of work. Yeah. You know, and I, would have, I wouldn't have touched it at all, mm. to be honest, you know. But... That's one for me. Mm-hmm. Apart from shop shoplifters, and this is my guilty pleasure, because every year, over this last four or five years, no, maybe six years now, the festival has had a, a real connection with Disney, mm-hmm. and they've had a, a preview of 
the next big thing coming out with Disney. You know, we mm. had the special preview for Frozen, for example, mm-hmm. was one. Wish I could remember there. Oh, I Big Hero Six and so on, you know. <clears throat> Which I love going to and I take my grandchildren to it and they love it. And it's a packed house, family occasion, and it's a chance to see something before it really comes out. So this year it is now, I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Wreck It Ralph. <coughs> yeah. I have seen it, yes. <laughs> oh, you're not fans at no, all? Wait, no, yes. Yeah, oh, you quite like it. Quite like it. <laughs> I, get, well, I, I get confused. You watch, you watch one film at that age and, like, you know, is it the internet? Emoji movie? Is it, is, which one am I watching no, here? Anyway, no. sorry, go on. This is Wreck It Ralph. I have to admit, you know, I loved Wreck It Ralph. Right. I'm about to see it. Okay. And uh, this is the sequel to it. And my granddaughters are dying to see this great so that's one for us that's on the last day as well too so Mm. that and the closing film and Vanessa Redgrave Mm -hmm. so those Mm -hmm. are all and the Lonely Lonely Battle of Thomas Reid as well is uh, is one yes yes although I think that may be too emotional for me yeah no it's a difficult it's a difficult watch it's a difficult watch you know and I think to myself I've got this stage in my life where I don't like difficult watches Mm -hmm. I know things are happening out there but I would rather be sitting watching Dumbo. All right, fair or enough. That's shoplifters. Film, films you know, can be escapists. You know. yep. <laughs> <laughs> or even looking at, uh, sitting and looking at the, the, the selection of shorts, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always, there's always, you've always find a gem in there in well, the middle of them all. One of the things about the foil is obviously because it's based so much on the nerve centre and the nerve centre has such a reputation for mm-hmm. skills and learning mm-hmm. and getting people to, you know, get hands mm-hmm. on involved in things. Um, part of, one of the big themes this year is animation. Yep, as part of the uh, the overall UK anime team program, which mm-hmm. is um, organised by our friends and colleagues at Film Hub Wales, mm-hmm. uh, and so they uh, yes indeed. So uh, it, that's a great program that you've got for anime team. Um, in terms of you've got uh, workshops, you've got uh, you know um, oh, I... re- retrospectives mm-hmm. and people like um, animators in the trade like mm-hmm. Dog Ears and yes. who are based in Derry and, and yes. people like that. Yes, uh, that's a really great opportunity for young people to engage with animation. Isn't well, it? it's a it's a fantastic opportunity, and this is something that comes through every year. And it's mm. animation this year mm. <clears throat> could have been something else last year, yeah, yeah. but they do get industry people, people who are actually in there working at mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And these people are very generous with their time. Mm. And it's a chance to get young, as you say, young people and school children and anybody really who's interested in it. And they will take time and they will talk to people and they'll show this is, this is how we did it. Mm. And looking at the opportunities that there are for mm. them in there. I always think it's an element that's maybe undersold at times in, in the festival. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that idea of bringing in bringing in people, bringing in people who actually work in the industry, showing mm. this is how it's done, you know. And a big theme uh, every year is, you know, from shorts to features. Of course, yeah. 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 They're on that every year, mm. you know, because a lot of filmmakers would start out, you know, cutting their teeth on... Uh, the 15-minute short. On a 15-minute short or whatever. Yeah. It's much easier to get funding, obviously, for that from features and stuff. So. Well, it is. It is, uh, absolutely, you mm. know. But if you can show in a short film that you have the talent that it takes... You know, to make a film, mm-hmm. the opportunities are there. No, absolutely. Really, you know. I should say, animating uh, culminates in a screening of the Yellow Submarine, the Beatles film, which is worth. Yeah, will you be going to see that? I will be going to ah, see that. That's really? a cracker. <laughs> I, I love yeah. that. I mean, and, and again, that's a fiftieth anniversary. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Nice you know, there was so it, much yeah. happening this year because 1968 was such a, a remarkably creative year. Mm-hmm. There was so mm-hmm. much happened that year. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's hard to believe that. We're sitting here, you know, 50 years later, mm-hmm. and there's something that we can still 
you know, really appreciate, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, between that and uh, I mentioned the odd couple, mm-hmm. the odd yeah. couple, this is 50 years yeah, well no, too. Of course that's right. You know, there's so much out there mm. that um, I often wonder about that year, this year I turned 18. Oh, like I still right. remember, you know, that year so well, because yeah. obviously you're, you know, you're starting work, you're leaving school, you're starting work, you're exploring things, you're able to go out to. Mm-hmm. You have money to go to the pictures <laughs> yeah. and see films that you maybe wanted to see that your uh-huh. parents wouldn't have taken you to. So yeah. it's all of that. So it's lovely to see it remembered this year. Mm-hmm. That's good, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, one of the things we wanted to mention was the uh, nerve visual, which for those who don't know is based up in Ebrings and Barracks, something right. like there. And um, they've got a, 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 a exhibition about conflict and, and um, yes. curating conflict. Yes. So, uh, uh, you put together a, a short season of films lo- from really from local uh, or a local perspective. Yes, and I think I think it's important we mentioned 1968, and it's on the back of that really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and we look at films like, um, and I'm flicking through the book. No hunger is in there. Well, hunger's in there. Hunger. Um, uh, there's a short film along with. Uh, <clears throat> no, it's Maze. Maze. It's Maze. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Maze, obviously, a film made locally. Mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. and a terrific, yeah, a terrific film. film. Yeah. Absolutely, watch, yeah. was a great film. And it's uh, with a, there's a short film after '68. That's right. Yeah. With that as well. Mm-hmm. And then you look at you know the documentary end of it, mm-hmm. and we have I Delores, mm-hmm. um, which was a film based on the recordings that. Uh, Ed Maloney wasn't it? Ed Maloney was the uh, the reporter involved, and Dolores Price. And what's remarkable about the film is that obviously there's a lot of controversy about the Boston tapes and all of that. <clears throat> but after her death, uh, I think they felt the need just to mm. let people see, mm. you know, look behind the mask and see the person. Mm-hmm. And when you're sitting watching that film. You know, you're gripped by her and by the way in which she talks about her life, the way mm-hmm. in which she talks about her politics mm-hmm. and talks about what happened to her, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the bombings, the old Bailey, mm-hmm. the jails, everything, everything about it. And you see how much her life was <clears throat> in one way twisted, not twisted really, that's, that's, that's not the word I'm thinking of. Um, certainly changed her life was totally changed mm-hmm. by what she went through mm-hmm. you know and it affected her in, in later life you of know. course yeah. but a very bright woman a very mm-hmm. articulate woman a driven woman mm-hmm. and you know uh, and you learn things about yourself you know you think you know these people because you, you remember the times and you're reading mm-hmm. about them but when when she explains about how she grew up where she grew up the old aunt they kept at home mm-hmm. you know who was blinded in an, in an explosion? Mm. And she had and her talking about they had to go up to her, bring her up her tea, Aye. but they had to light the cigarette, yeah, and I put it in her mouth. In her mouth yeah. You know that one thing, it just you know that struck me completely about a very young girl, you know, dealing with this old person who was obviously badly, mm. badly disabled. Mm-hmm. But know? also so, that that, that uh, weight of history and tradition. Uh, in terms of uh, you know how free are you and you exactly know, how much does the past yes. uh, predict your yes. future and, and those kind of things. And yeah. I think in her case, the past did mm. you know push mm. her along. 
Mm. Le- certain lines, you know. Well, that'll be very interesting screening. Um, yeah, there's a number of other ones. Uh, you're showing No Stone Unturned. No Stone Unturned is, of course, one. obviously a hot topic at yes. the moment with the, yes. the arrest of the filmmakers recently. Those are all shown as a way of opening up, mm-hmm. you know, a conversation about history and where we've come have, from. We'll have a Q&A attached to it or there'll be a, discuss- a way, way for people to discuss afterwards. Will there, there will be. Yeah, there okay. will be. Because that's always very important with films like that is that there's an opportunity for audiences mm-hmm. to engage and, mm-hmm. and talk, you know. And a, a film like Idolors, for example, when you sit after that, you know, when the film ends and you're sitting in the cinema, there's so much going on in your head mm-hmm. that you feel the need to. No, you turn around. You need to talk to the stranger beside yeah. you, you know, and just talk about what about this and what did you think of that and how did it? You, you know, want to, you want to just go on the bus home on your own. <laughs> Wouldn't be good for your for your mental health that, after some films. Yeah, Martin, there's so much going on. <clears throat> it's, it's absolutely jam packed. Where are things happening? What venues are being used? And well, where can people buy tickets? The big venue is um, for showing most of the big films is Brunswick Mo- Movie Bowl. Oh yeah, the. Um, the festival have formed a great relationship mm-hmm. with them. They buy into the festival really well. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's in a great venue because mm-hmm. you've got the great cinemas, great staff, yeah. uh, restaurants, everything on site, you know. And mm-hmm. people, it's great to work with people who actually buy into it. Yeah. Um, we also had, there, there will be outreaches as well to different community centres. The um, Nerve Centre have two cinemas mm-hmm. they have the Magazine Studio Cinema right yeah. beside them and they have their own small cinema That's and they right. use those for a lot of the shows mm-hmm. and the smaller mm-hmm. shows etc uh, anybody looking to go to the main features anything that's in the Brunswick Movie Bowl you can buy it from them okay, and you can buy it online from mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and the Nerve Centre if any showings on the Nerve Centre you just you can buy them from the Nerve Centre oh, as well. Okay, from there, from I should there. have the details here, actually, but Foil it'll Film. be if you look at the Foil Film Festival website, yeah. all the details are in that. Mm-hmm. And you I know. noticed, um, <clears throat> just uh, flicking through the programme earlier, the, it's extremely reasonable pricing. Oh, uh, it is. Very, very reasonable. And you can actually get a, a 10-day pass for 60 quid, I think it is. Exactly. And uh, that covers everything. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, you, you know. get into all, all the screenings. So, um, yes. so it's, it's, it's really good value and no one should feel, um, you know, that, that, that they can't get through the door. They can't see something good. This oh, they will see. I mean, a lot of things are free. A lot of the showings in the Nerve Centre are something like the £3. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And if you go to, I mean, I think it's probably three pound for the breakfast show, yeah, and no, you get course, your yeah. your coffee and croissant along with it. So you're seeing the film for nothing, really. Yeah, you know, you couldn't beat it. Well, look, uh, Martin, thank you very much uh, for coming up today. Thank uh, you. It's a fascinating uh, film festival, and it always produces the goods every year. And I'm sure it's uh, that people in Derry are very proud of it. Oh, absolutely, right across the northwest. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, and so, um, all all speed to you, and <coughs> good luck with it. Well, thanks for the thanks for the invitation, nice. and just remind people, it's only an hour and a half away. Yep. <laughs> Do you know there's plenty going on here in Belfast, but mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in Derry. Oh, there you go. Well, thank you very much, uh, Martin, for joining us there and talking about Foil Film Festival. And now, Sarah, it's your famous roundup of events. Don't know whether it's famous yet. We should Maybe have trumpets. One day. Yeah. Trumpets, okay. yeah. Um, well, I wanted to mention the Guilty Tour, which Indeed. is something that we have been pushing heavily on our social media. Um, that is a Danish film that was opened at LFF, and Newcastle Community Cinema have put together a tour um, of that film mm-hmm. with... Uh, some of our other members, and it's already stopped at Fermanagh Film Club, Newcastle Community Cinema and Dunganham Film Club, and the audience reaction has been 
astounding mm-hmm. by all accounts. Mm-hmm. People are loving it and talking lots about that. There's still a chance to catch it in Derry, actually, as part of Foil yep. on the 21st of November. And then the final screen is in Oma with Subterranean Film mm-hmm. Club. So catch it if you're in those areas. Um, I really want to see it. We'll have to get a copy of those yeah, guys. It looks really, yeah. really good. We should say that um, for listeners in the Dungannon area, Dungannon Film Club are oh, back. Yes, big news they from Dungannon. In full effect. So keep your eyes on their websites and, and social media and stuff like that because we're delighted to have them back screening again. Yeah, really pleased to have them back on board. Um, so a few other events to mention this month. Um, Outburst Queer Arts Festival, which is going on at the minute, um, mm. have a few films left in the programme. But one I've picked out of the programme, which is on, on the 17th of November at the Black Box, um, it's called Outitude, which was produced by an all-female, all-queer team which attempts to get to the core of what it means to be a lesbian in Ireland. It looks really interesting. And a really, it's, it's actually a part with Gays LGBT Festival in Dublin. Oh, right, okay. And a nice thing they're doing is it's five pounds in, but mm-hmm. if you can pay a little more, mm-hmm. you're very welcome to. Or if you need to pay a little less because you can't afford it, then you can. Excellent. Which is a really nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the London Korean Film Festival have three films coming up at QFT um, Little Forest, Microhabitat, and The Return. Yeah, I'd really like to see The Return. I think yeah. that's how it looks like an amazing film. That's a, that's actually, again, a Danish uh, co pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks amazing from the trailer that I've seen and things like that. So yeah. it's great. Uh, and it's, a, it's a, the London Korean Film Festival is great. Korean films is uh, more people should watch Korean films. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, go and see them at QFT this mm-hmm. month. Um, Port Rush Playhouse, uh, the lovely folk at Port Rush Film Theatre have I, Tonya on the 22nd November Excellent. which is absolutely fantastic film um, and they also have The Wizard of Oz on the 20th of November which is a terrible film I, don't I know that's sacrilegious <laughs> but it is obviously a terrible film well you, you don't have to show one great one and then one terrible one do no I'm just saying I don't like it it's um, weird and scary uh, well I think maybe that says more about you than the film well, fair enough uh, I'm willing to take that <laughs> that's the cross I'll have to bear well that's a fundraiser with Port Rush Film Theatre to raise the money for them so Excellent. Cross art form collaboration. Hands really across the barricades there. It's lovely. Um, so we're going to be able to fit in one more podcast before the C word, Christmas. Um, and we'll bring you all the bits about where to see your Chris, your favourite Christmas films over the season. Yeah, there'll be lots and lots of Christmas screenings going Loads on right them. across Northern Ireland. So we'll try to get a, as comprehensive list as we can. That'll mm-hmm. be the next podcast. We'll just li- read out a list of um, <laughs> yeah. uh, wonderful life screenings. 90 minutes. Elf. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Of okay. full on. Christmas listings next month. You'll be sick of it. All right. No, I won't. <laughs> well, uh, Sarah, thank you very much, as ever. Thank, thank you. you, as ever, to our glamorous and gorgeous uh, producer, Stephen Mullen. Thank you very much to Martin for coming all the way down here and telling us about Foil Film Festival. Um, yep, screenings up on our website, um, www.filmhubni.org. Almost forgot the name there. <laughs> um, and so you can get your information about uh, as m- uh, many, many of the screenings that our Film Hub members are screening over the next while so uh, until the seventh podcast um, keep safe keep watching films <laughs>